Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we have conversations with ordinary people to learn how our extraordinary God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited you've joined us. If you've been listening to Sound of Truth for a while now, you might know that we've been doing these weekly interviews, and oftentimes we have guests from out of town, even from out of state, even here recently from out of the country. And sometimes what we're also doing is having church members of our church here at Harvest sharing their personal testimonies. And that's what we've got today. We have Pat Demenenko in the studio who has volunteered to come and share his personal testimony. Pat, welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview. I'm glad to be here, Brett. So, Pat, why don't we start with your story from the beginning? Tell us where you're from and what your home life was like, and then we will also begin to look at your okay. spiritual background and then how you came to know Christ. Yeah, Brett, I was uh, born in Detroit. Uh, lived there until I was 13. Uh, I was born, was raised a Catholic. My mother is a very devout Catholic. My father didn't go to church much, but uh, you know he just didn't go. But he was Russian Orthodox, and he transferred over to Catholic, probably mostly to, so she could mar- he could marry my mother. So anyway, I was I was uh, born as a or raised as a Catholic until we moved to Central Florida. Now, were you an only child, or did you have siblings? No, I've got a brother and a sister, and then we had one sister who she passed away six months old. She, okay. you know, so there would have been four of us, but it you know, ended up being three. Were you the oldest, middle, youngest? Uh, middle, middle okay. ones are usually the wildest ones. That okay. was me, <laughs> but uh. Now, my brother, he passed away about 10 years ago, um, complications from hepatitis C. Okay. And then I got a sister that lives in Orlando. So we go visit her quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we moved to Central Florida, and it was a different area. Um, a lot of rednecks. Went to a school that was really old. I wasn't teachers that were totally different than what I was used to. And, you know, and the, just the total atmosphere was a lot different than what I was raised in. So. You know, to talk a little bit about my grand, uh, background spiritually, I got to know a young lady, and I really liked her a lot. Her parents were devout Baptists, so I would go with her, of course, you know. And uh, so I got to hear a lot about the gospel. I mean, this guy that was preaching was, you know, pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, one day, one, I, just, I got so close to walking down and, you know, accepting Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that was in 1978. Okay. So you're about 20 years old. Yeah, right around there. Um, so I remember that experience like it was yesterday, but mm. I, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at that time, um, I'll tell you that I'm an alcoholic. Okay. And I drank a lot, um, mm-hmm. way too much. And I wasn't a very nice person when I did. I, okay. I uh, you know, drank, did drugs. I did all that stuff. And... That was a tough part of my life, really tough. Uh, I ended up uh, becoming sober in December 31st, 1984. And one thing I learned that was, you know, pretty cool is when I quit drinking, I quit going to jail. So I always thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. (laughs) Those two were kind of went together. It's amazing how that works out. Yeah. But um, that was truly the hardest thing I ever did in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, by far. Now, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they talk about a higher power. Mm-hmm. You know, I relate that to God, obviously. Right. You know, he's the one that did it. Yeah. You know, he had, obviously he had more plans for me going forward, right? Otherwise, I, I really don't know how I made it. I mean, I just, 
wasn't a nice guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's hard Got for me to imagine you not being a nice guy. Well, but you know. But anyway, so that was obviously a life changing event. Well, at the time, I was working for Goodyear, the company that I worked for for forty years, and just retired, you know, last year. And I kind of replaced the alcohol with workahol. Gotcha. I worked a lot, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it, you know. And so I've been—I was given a lot of opportunities. So in nineteen eighty-seven, I was promoted to run a, a retread plant in New Orleans, and I met a young lady there, and had our—well, actually, I adopted Christine. Mm-hmm. She's. And then had three more children, uh, Ryan, excuse me, <laughs> Matthew, Sean, and Becky. Mm-hmm. And you know Becky very well. Mm-hmm. She's been so, on our podcast. Oh here. yeah, I know. Yeah. So anyway, we, me and my, we didn't have a very good relationship. We just didn't. Um, I didn't have a lot of, didn't go to church, if you will. Just, it just didn't work. It wasn't a good relationship. So my children, as a result, really didn't have a lot of spiritual back, background either. Okay. So we, um, I ended up uh, getting promoted to another position, and we ended up living in New Orleans. I call it New, Ol- New Orleans area. It's actually Slidell. And okay. for a little while, I was in uh, New Orleans. But we left there in 2001. And, no, oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. 1996, moved to Julington Creek, not far from where you live. Yeah. And then 2001, me and my first wife, we pretty much split up and I left mm-hmm. and that was a rough time, especially on the kids. Yeah. You know, it was a rough time. But anyway, I was promoted in 2001 to another position, which I had uh, like 24 locations and I had over 200 employees. So that was another one of those, you know, never a dull moment deal. Mm-hmm. So one of the, not one of the best thing that came out of that is my current wife, mm-hmm. you know, my current right wife, Chris. I ended up hiring her. Let me back up a little bit. She was working at a location for Goodyear, and I was the region manager over it, but we sold the business. So the first time I ever met her, I was selling her store. So I always tell people the first time I ever met her, I sold her. But anyway, <laughs> so I noticed, boy, she was the hardest working one there. I mean, mm. very hardworking. Um, she didn't care that I was there. She was pretty much running the place, even though she was a service manager. So long story short, we we sold the place. I kind of looked at her and said, if you ever need a job, just call me. But the people that bought the company, I wasn't able to offer her a job as part of the agreement. So about three three or four months goes by. But anyway, my right-hand man got a hold of her and said, hey, you know, he'll give you a job if you want it. And I told him, I said, well, I can't do it. And so I ended up calling the, let me back up. I interviewed my wife. Mm-hmm. And I ended up calling a dealer and said, hey, listen, she wants to come work for me, but I know, you know, part of the agreement between you and Goodyear was I wouldn't do that. He says, well, go ahead and I'll just, I'll pretend like I'm mad. I said, okay, no problem. So I hired her Mm -hmm. and very impressive. She did an awesome job, you know, and one thing led to another and we ended up uh, getting together. Yeah. And then in 05, she, she ended up moving to Jacksonville. Okay. Now we were, we lived together for you know, a number of years until 2009, of course, I, you know, had to divorce my first wife. Mm -hmm. So me and her just, you know, we've been obviously best of friends and she's, you know, probably the best thing that ever happened to me Mm -hmm. other than, you know, being saved. Yeah. So, so fast forward from there till let's get to, uh, your story on coming to Christ. Well, 
You and you and Chris weren't involved in church at all. No, no. In yeah. fact, my wife was, you know, she was like, I don't want anything to do with it. You know, her mother's a devout Christian, and she would, you know, always try to, mm-hmm. you know, talk to her about it. She wouldn't want anything to do about it, do with it. Now, my wife got into a bad spot, bad place. Okay. And, you know, she was struggling, and she talked to a guy that, um, and you saw his, uh, at my retirement party, he did yeah. the, yeah. Anyway, she got to knowing him and talking to him. Really great guy. And, you know, she'd call and say, hey, listen, this is just too, you know, this is just tough. And so next thing I know, she's saved. And I'm looking at her like, okay, didn't really think a lot of of it if you want to know the truth. Yeah. So. Now, had you visited Harvest at this point? No. Other than, uh, I think, Becky was baptized, so I visited that yeah. during, during that time period. But anyway. I'm trying so to remember like, the order of how all of you came to Christ. It yeah. was, you know, uh, Becky and Josh and, and Chris and you. And then me. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, hopefully we can get the rest of them, but we're trying. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> collect my thought here. She, you know, she was born again and didn't, I don't know what I was even thinking. But anyway, I walk out one day out of my office at home, and I see her on a chair reading the Bible. I said, what are you doing? She's like, what do you mean? She says, I'm reading the Bible. At that moment, it was like a ton of bricks hit me. And mm. my wife will tell you that was the craziest day she's ever seen. And that day was October 24th, 19, uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget as long as I live. I, it, he just came over me. And it, it was just the wildest thing. And that whole day, by the time that day was over with, we, we were on our knees, you know, mm. read the Bible. Wow. Now the you know, the most one of the most awesome things, obviously being saved, but what immediately happened, I mean immediately, I quit cussing. Yeah. For just, me that was, it was I just mean, instantaneous. I was terrible when it comes to that. It just literally boom. Wow. I, I, to this day, obviously, hopefully. Yeah, it's just like he baptized your tongue immediately. He did. Yeah. He absolutely did. Just exchanged your tongue for a new one right out of the gates. And it's just been a total change in my life. And, uh, you know, obviously we're new creatures when we become saved. Yeah. So now that's the greatest day, you know, the day you become saved. But um, Now, Chris was new to the faith. Oh, yeah. I remember, I I think she maybe, I'm not sure she came to Becky's baptism. I don't remember. I just Okay. Yeah. Was that like the first time she had come into a church building? Her part of her story is that she would never step foot. No, she would in a worship service or a church building setting or anything like that. Other than for funerals. Yeah. You know. But otherwise, just she was. And then. Oh no, yeah. she wouldn't. So how do you remember how long it was between her conversion and your conversion? Uh, it was from April of till October. Yeah. So about six months. Mm-hmm. And was she praying for you to be saved at this point? Has she shared that with you or? No, she, she may have been, but she wasn't sharing that. You know, she, my, my wife's very, um, when it comes to the feelings and all that, she inward. Okay. okay. So, yeah. you know, for her, she was doing, you know, reading and actually talking to her mother about it and all that stuff. And I just like, I was just like, you know, okay, whatever. I, and I don't know it, just that day was just unbelievable. She could tell you more about that day and I can, she just yeah. thought I was crazy, but as it turns out, you know, the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. So, you know, so we. We're both saved, which I think, you know, which is awesome because we, you know, I think it's a whole lot easier, obviously, in a household with both the husband and her wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it turned out that way. So uh, that day you saw her reading her Bible and it, it just 
hit you like a, a ton of bricks. And when you say that, was it conviction of sin and like I've got to change, or just this is the truth and I know it, I've got to surrender to it? What? Well, how, what do you mean by that? It hit you like a ton of bricks. Let, let me back up just a little bit. Yeah. In my lifetime, I know the God, you know, because He helped me with the alcohol. Mm-hmm. I told you the story about being in that church, you know, mm-hmm. that. I come, you know, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I, so you I already knew a lot. Bingo. Yeah. You know, what I was always searching for is a reason not to, mm, right? Mm-hmm. I was a big thing about the Holocaust. I always thought about, well, why would God let that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I always struggle with that because you know how unbelievable that was. Yeah. So terrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I was using that excuse. Yeah. I went back up just a little bit. There was another guy that uh, I used to work for. Yeah. And he just passed away. Okay. But he planted a seed in my head because I told him the same story. Hey, you know, how could God let that happen? Mm. He says there's, number one, you have to have faith. Mm-hmm. God has a plan. So mm. I kind of looked at him like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, but that was a few years back. And anyway, yeah. so. But that, that made a difference in your mindset a little bit and, and got you thinking it was slowly yeah you know, one more step there. in the process right so. but i knew i think everybody in their heart of hearts they, they know they know that this is the God. truth yeah. yeah absolutely and and i was you know it took me 59 years brett to get here but for you that was a day where it's like the white flag went up and you knew this is this is the way and i've got to step into it that's an awesome way to say it yeah, yeah. awesome well, brother, thank you so much for sharing your testimony. It's good to see you grow in Christ and see how you've grown in the Word and become active in, in the body of Christ here and, and gotten involved with this life group that you're a big part of. So, Yeah, and, uh, I, and I appreciate what you do. I mean, the life groups, you know, Mike does an awesome job of, uh, you know, the life groups. And, and I absolutely enjoy your when you're preaching. Well, thank I you. I mean, I think it's awesome. I appreciate that. Yep. All right. Thanks for coming in, Pat. Oh, no problem. All thank right. you, Brad. God bless. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.